What's up? I'm Wiley Coyote, voice of Sapunjibabu, the anime version of SpongeBob SquarePants, and you're watching the Anime Egotists. Remember, F is not for failure, F is for friends, and it doesn't take a dose of secret formula to know that. And welcome back to the Anime Egotist, where we get stuck in the hyperbolic time chamber from time to time. That's why we all of a sudden age randomly. Yeah, that is correct, and it is a very, very sad fate to have. Anyways, my name's Alex, and I'm leaving in the Isekai world the second I get there. And I'm Richard. I'd probably stay there rather than come here back here. Alright, well, good luck in Konosuba. But anyways, Pokemon Legends Arceus is a game. I, I think that might be the one thing that everybody can agree on with that. But it came out a couple of years, months, however long ago. And we, and by we I mean Richard, really wanted to talk about it. And we figured some of you guys might want to hear our opinions on it. Because now that we've had the game for a while, we've been able to sit on it. So... Pokemon Legends Arceus. Anything you want to say? Yeah, this is... Since the Colosseum and XD Gale of Darkness are probably the most... unique console games we've gotten for Pokemon. And I might have to do reviews of those by myself, from what I've heard. Yeah, I know enough about Colosseum, I don't know XD Gale of Darkness in its story all the way through yet. But, yeah, so... How do you want to start this? You want to just go over, like, the basic plot of the story? I or... think we should just get into overall what are our thoughts. Okay. I overall really enjoyed the game. Um, I'm thinking I enjoyed it a little bit more than it sounds like you did, but I, it's hard enough hard to tell. Oh, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Well, I just woke up from a nap, so that's why things are kind of weird right now. Oh, but overall, I'd say I really, really enjoyed it. I thought the gameplay was a breath of fresh air. A lot of the mechanics were cool. Well, some of the Hisuian forms weren't necessarily my favorite, but overall, I really enjoyed the game. Note, I said game. Other aspects of it? We'll get into that. We will get into that. Yeah, the, the change in how you capture Pokemon, whether uh, is really refreshing on how Pokemon have personality now, so Pokemon that would be afraid of you, like birds, some of the insect Pokemon, they just kind of fly away when, or run away from you as soon as they see you. Others, like the um, Shinx is a good example, attack you straight out. Dude, like half the Pokemon in this game attack you straight out. That was kind of an issue for me. It's like, it feels like 90% of these Pokemon hate you, and like, it, it I don't know. It got to a point where I'm like, I'm not even trying to bother you. Go away. Yeah, and I can kind of understand that because some of the Pokemon that you would think would just turn and run away do attack a lot more than they should. I, I tend to agree with that. Yeah, not to mention there are also Pokemon who just simply walk up to you and they'll just kind of stare at you and they'll do their cry or whatever. And there's, I've said, I've said before, and I'm going to make keep it short, I feel like depending on how you treat those Pokemon, they should just automatically join your party. Heck, this would have been the perfect game for that, considering you're trying to bridge the gap between humans and Pokemon. So showing kindness to a Pokemon before you capture it 
and it willingly comes with you would have been perfect, but they just decide not to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's a good first step for changing how we play Pokemon, I think. Yeah, baby steps. Because, I mean, uh, it's kind of hard to tell with the new games that were announced whether they're going to continue this style or if it's going to go back to the Sword and Shield where you still run into the Pokemon, you can still see them in the overworld, but then you still have to battle every Pokemon that you see to try to capture it. Yeah, yeah. But overall, though, I do like a lot of the locations. I like how they're, like there's an area with a lot of snow and the mountains and the volcanoes. They did a nice job with that. Even mm -hmm. if a lot of people were probably upset, it's like, oh, well, you can't just go to all of them. You have to like go to the village and then discover the place. But I'm fine with that. You're supposed to be on duty, so going off on your own wouldn't make a whole lot of sense at least in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, these were really nice-looking areas by comparison. And I mean, you can still tell what the world is supposed to be. So you can recognize areas like that for uh, the Obsidian Fieldlands. You can kind of fit it together and find, oh, well, this is the, this is Route 101 kind of area so yeah. you can still kind of get that feeling and understanding of where you're actually at before everything i think which is really nice yeah yeah but the one kind of problem with this i have is you see a lot of the same pokemon um, like i know you were all used to seeing oh in the first round you see in games you see like a zigzagoon and a wormple and Poochie, all that sort of thing but it felt especially bad like like i just felt like i wasn't Look, I know the purpose of the goal is to catch a lot of the same Pokemon so you can study it for research purposes and stuff like that. At the same time, though, I found myself like catching a lot of the same Pokemon was a little too easy. And I'm like, what about all the variety? Like how like I don't know, I felt like there should have been more ways of drawing out rarer Pokemon or at least just I, I don't know. That was kind of my issue with it. That was an issue I had. I can understand that and. Yeah, it kind of, how to put it, it almost feels limiting in your team building. I know because of how many Pokemon there are now, we're probably never going to have the, every Pokemon in a single game again. Not that I, I don't even need that. And I've come to accept that. But yeah, I could have, especially, I can understand like in that tutorial part, okay, here's, you're limited to Bidoof, Starly and uh, Shinx and maybe Wormpole in the area. And then, but once you actually get through the tutorial, maybe once you get to the, um, oh God, what's it, the, that first boss, the Cricketune boss that we, that you have yeah, to fight. Yeah. Then it should have unlocked a lot more Pokemon. Just, it populated the area a bit more, I think. Yeah, yeah that's one of the things Sword and Shield actually did really well with its wild area. It's like, all right, you're stronger. Now stronger and more wild Pokemon are going to show up in these areas. That's one of the things they did really well with that. Yeah, there's that. And I understand that there's alpha Pokemon that appear on an occasion, but why is there only... I know it's the first area, but why is there only Bidoof, Starly, and Shinx in that very first area that you run through? It's like... Yeah. Even And, the, and they only change to, like, Drifflip after nightfall and that's about it yeah i will say though oh we also like they also oh are seemingly continuing the trend of you don't necessarily need hms like you have ride pokemon 
uh, on, and I really, really like that. I particular, I don't remember ever using the not not Ursaring, but the new one. I don't, I remember using it like oh, for that uh, one. Ursa Luna. Ursa Luna. Thank you. I remember using it for that one mission, and I'm like, I don't see any need for this anymore. Like they didn't even incorporate it into the story, if I recall correctly. The only part is like it's supposedly frenzied, but then when you show up, it's not. And it's just it, it made contact with one of the frenzied Pokemon and it it's act it's just acting out pretty much. Yeah. yeah, and of course they had to save the flying one for last because like that because once you have the flying once you have the braviary, you're pretty much set. Yeah, I I use it Sneasler and probably Basculegion the most. Yeah, probably. And I, I, it does. It is kind of hilarious just to see you in that little basket as you're just climbing up the mountains and everything. But I guess since we we've talked, to, I, one other thing I will say is I miss Pokemon Camp. Like I miss in Sword and Shield. It's like because they did. I don't want to say they intentionally teased it. Maybe it was just a coincidence. But in trailers, it showed you like kneeling down next to all of the Pokemon you had caught. Uh, and it would have been nice. Like, it didn't happen. Now, I understand some parts of Sword and Shield, it was, people were like, well, it's a little too easy to raise the friendship of people. But they could have scaled back on that and still kept the mechanic of it. I don't know. Oh, and obviously, some of your Pokemon shouldn't be running around playing with the ball or a scratch toy or whatever it is. But it's it would have been a nice thing to keep, in my opinion. Maybe that's for, that, maybe that's for the next gen, though. Yeah, I can agree to that. I mean, you can send out the Pokemon there really doesn't feel like there's much interaction. They just kind of stand there and yeah. it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of the, what people complained about in uh, the old bit, uh, the first 3d battle animations where Pokemon were so, they were now 3d, but they just kind of stood there. Yeah. I mean, they could interact with each other. They can interact with each other in the game, but overall there's not a whole lot of a repurpose for it. That being said, there was nothing more satisfying than sneaking around and catching Pokemon. It, it's, I spent a good several hours just catching a bunch of random Pokemon and sending them back. Not to mention, you don't really get... There's not really much of a penalty. Like, you're supposed to release Pokemon. They encourage you, release your Pokemon. When you have, like, 20 Beedoof, you can release all except one of them or something like that. And you'll get these rewards and that sort of thing. So, I, I do appreciate how they made it a little easier. I suppose to just, oh, you released this Pokemon. See ya. Yeah, it's... It's nice, just how to put it. You need to actually, you actually kind of have to do it to be able to progress your Pokemon's um, levels, especially in the post game when the battles get significantly more difficult. You need the higher, I forgot what they call them now. They're, they're not IVs and EVs anymore, but you need to use the stones to upgrade everything. Yeah, basically that. Oh, did you find the battling system kind of strange? And I don't mean strong style, you get to use a more powerful attack, but it costs you a turn, or agile style, or whatever it's called, and then you have to just be faster with it. I just mean the sense of, there are times where I would be 20 levels above a Pokemon, and then I'd get whooped. But on the other hand, I could be 30 levels behind the Pokemon, and I could still manage a win. Like, did you, did you run into any issues like that? Because it kept happening to me. Yeah, I've noticed it a lot more in the post game. I've, I've, because they have the experience share pretty much turned on the entire time again. 
where every Pokemon, regardless of if it battles or not, gets experience. Um, all my Pokemon are level 100. I've used, I maxed all of their powers up to max. So they have max defense, max health, max uh, attack, max defense, and special attack and special defense. And I still run into not even like alphas, but like level 60s, and they'll three shot my Pokemon. And I can't even do, and I can do, and I'm using super effective moves that should one shot and they don't. So yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. Look, I understand, like, it's kind of like what we talk about with the anime. Any po- Like, if you're skilled enough, any Pokemon could win. But there's something off-putting about it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. It felt a little too off-putting and just random at times. But, but I guess if it works both ways, they, they need to find a way to better fix that. Yeah, it definitely feels like a balance issue. Because, yeah... It, I mean, if a Pokemon's 40 levels or 30 levels lower, it should almost guarantee be a one-shot, but... Yeah. yeah. But there, there are other ways of catching Pokemon. Like, you don't have to just sneak up on them. You can still battle them, and you can throw bait and that sort of thing, even though some of them don't... And some of them don't always take the bait. Sometimes you have to be specific with what you're throwing out. You can craft stuff. There are camps you can go to where you can send your Pokemon back and stuff like that. It really does kind of feel like you're on your own journey, with the exception of going back to the village every couple days. Yeah. How did you feel about the crafting mechanics in this game? Fine. It was fine. Like, nothing like, oh my god, this is brilliant, but like nothing that made me scream like how this is awful. What do they do? Like, it's fine. And yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Unfortunately, I mean, I really felt that after a certain point, it the only things that made sense to craft were the um, stuff that you can sell for more money and the items that, um, like the two, the jet ball and the gigaton balls. Yeah, yeah, I know, I, yeah I know what you mean. Because they were the only ones I was like, okay, I need more of these, so I'll craft them. I can't purchase them. But I, I stopped crafting Ultra Balls because I can purchase them for a lot cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Over, like, I, let me put it this way. I don't know specifically what I would have done to fix it. I'm sure we've talked about it before, but I don't, there's only so far back I want to go on this channel's history. But speaking of history, I guess we should sort of talk about the story. Mm-hmm. So, like, like let's, just, let's, just call him, let's just call him Ray because I feel like we both just instinctively play as the guy. Yeah. So Ray basically wakes up and he's in this dream and it's just like, oh, hey, uh, we need you in the past. And he gets sucked into the past or another dimension or something like that. I don't know. He falls from the sky. Yeah. Yeah. So he wakes up in his civilian clothes and he has an arc phone. That's what they call it, right? Yeah, the yeah, the Arceus phone or Arc yeah, phone. The Arceus phone and Professor Lavington and I, I will say I really like Prof- the Professor, Professor Lavington. There was something just about him that I just found enjoyable. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I just I like him. I always pictured it like I know he's always at the camps. There's always he's there's one at every camp that's loaded in. But it feels like he's like when you're not at camp, it always feels like okay, he's out looking at Pokemon himself. He's he's yeah. out in the field himself. Where other half the other professors, it's like okay, they're at the lab. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a bit of a weird comparison, 
But it, it kind of reminds me, if Professor Elm and Professor Birch both fused into one person, it might be him. Yeah, I can, I can kind of understand that. Yeah, like the intellect and kind of, I don't want to say awkwardness, but a little bit of the awkwardness of Elm and the kind of goofy side of Professor Birch and actually willing to get his hands, quote-unquote, dirty. Exactly. And, anyways, he meets him, he's just like, oh, well, where'd you come from? Those are some weird clothes, and... You basically have to help him catch the rest of the Pokemon and the starter Pokemon. Now, we I, we also have to talk about the starter Pokemon we picked. I picked Cyndaquil. I picked Rowlet. Okay, all right. So, because I, 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 at some point we're going to have to talk. We're going to do a Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon style review. Who you picked Rowlet for that game, right? Yes, I did. Okay, and I and when I replayed Heart Gold or no, I replayed Soul Silver. I picked Cyndaquil, so we both kind of knew what we were getting into for the most part. But anyways, you catch all you catch all three of the Star Pokemon. He says, "Hey, you did a great job," and he brings you back to the village. It's because all right, all right, this is all right. This is kind of where I get into my issues with it. Like a lot of people have told me that they think the Legends RC story is probably the best story in a Pokemon game that they thoroughly enjoy and that sort of thing. I disagree completely. I could not get into a majority of this story. Like, the beginning is solid. The ending, I think, is pretty damn good. There's a whole chunk in the middle that I was just falling asleep through, and I'm, that's probably an unpopular opinion. But before we continue, what were your thoughts on the story overall? Am I off base or what? I mean, I enjoyed it. I can see where it comes from because there are a lot of characters in this that you get only flashes of. And I know it's supposed to be kind of, they're supposed to have somewhat mysterious backgrounds like um, the commander and all that. Like he's supposed to have some sort of dark history with Pokemon in his backstory, but I kind of want to know more about it. Like, if I knew more about him, I would care why he isn't nervous around Pokemon, nervous around new people, not just there was an incident. Exactly. So I left. Let, 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 let me put it to you this way. Ladies, like this should, ladies and gentlemen, this should be super easy. A story should go from A to B to C to D. The stories for a lot of these characters, in my opinion, either went from A to B to C and then stopped or went from A to B and then jumped to D and like, wait, what about that? What about that step in between? Like, there were a handful of characters that I'm just like, I'd like to know more about you. But they just decide, no, it, yes, it's not, no. So, but once you get to the village, you also meet Akari. And she's, um, she's different from Dawn, that's for sure. Yeah, it's... I'm trying to think of how best to describe her personality. It's wanting to grow, but not knowing how, I guess, is the best. Oh, that, dude, you're not even hitting on what I was thinking. She's kind of mean to you at first. She's kind of blunt. I'm fine with that. So. No, I'm not I'm not saying whether you're, you should or shouldn't be okay with it, but we, we're talking about these characters. We have to talk about the little, the few moments they have. Like, everyone, like, he's like, oh, okay. The professor's like, okay, you should be a part of the team. You should do this. And she's immediately like, you can't be serious. Like, based on from what I've seen, if you play as the girl character, the boy seems more 
concerned with your safety. Like, I'm just not really sure if this person and is right for the job. They could get hurt in the car. It's just like, really? You're going to let this scrub come in and, and take and like get on our squad? No, that's not happening. But it never went became overbearing. Plus, she had some of the best facial expressions instead of everybody in the ship in the game. And then, so you also meet the captain of your division, I guess, the um, Captain Silene at this point in the story. I liked her so much more than I thought I was going to. Not that I thought she was going to be awful, but I'm like, wow, I, I really like this character, especially with how serious and strict she is, and it turns out she's scared of Wormpaw. There's that, and then there's I was also... crying at that. <laughs> there's that. And the fact that she truly shows that she cares for you. Like, um, spoiler alert, five, four, three, two, one. When you get banished at the, uh, at the end of the game, she literally pretty much goes, does whatever she can to help you. And it's like, I was expecting her to be like the twist villain of some, for some reason in this game. Yeah. And just because I, she's Cyrus's ancestor from Diamond and Pearl. As far as we know, that's the, like, they haven't confirmed, they haven't confirmed, they confirmed that. It on the website, oh, on the Pokemon website, they did, it was, yeah. that one and Rowan are both confirmed as ancestors. I don't know about anyone else. Yeah, that's a little bit of my problem, but continue. Yeah, so, um, it's just a really nice showing from her that um she helps get you supplies she helps make sure that you have a base of operation and all that throughout this story and she plays a, a bigger role than i expected her to i expected her either to be the twist villain or be very little in the game you just report to her and then leave but she yeah. actually played a good bit in the end yeah and when you catch a bunch of pokemon and report your findings they basically tell you hey you've gotten promoted and Promoted promotions get you like different items and stuff, but they're not completely tied to the story. Now, of course, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, if you want to go to this area, I'm not letting you go unless you're this rank. But it's not completely tied to the story, which I do appreciate. It's similar to how in Mystery Dungeon, which I'll bring up in a little bit, you didn't necessarily have to be gold or platinum rank. You could be the worst ranked team possible, but still the most prolific team in the guild, I'll say. Yeah. I that was nice because it gave how to put it, it it gave you different goals you didn't if someone didn't just want to play the story so if someone else we've already kind of mentioned some of our problems with it but if someone really liked the story and just wanted to play the story i think you only have to be like level six or seven uh yeah. to actually be able to complete the main story i think you, i mean you have to be level 10 to actually beat the game fully but level six to do, uh to beat this yeah. main story yeah something along those lines and of course you get accepted onto the team because they basically say if you don't get accepted we're throwing you out which is like really there are all these people who don't seem to be contributing anything to this village and you're just gonna throw me out on metaphorically onto the streets this is terrible this is whole i don't want to live here but regardless you get on the team and akari and you kind of become friends and she's another one of those characters who I kind of feel like if I just gotten like one or two more scenes with her, she would have been perfect. But it she, ah, who knows? Who knows? But she also has a Pikachu and they don't really get along. 
Yeah, so I guess we do need to cover it. So this takes place in a time where Pokemon are and humans don't get along. It's like if you watch any of the movies, they always magical an amazing world of Pokemon people and Pokemon live happily together, and that's like how every Pokemon movie starts. Yeah, normally with Brock narrating it. Exactly. So um this is before that. The uh Pokemon are at this point all just wild creatures pretty much. They attack humans on site. Humans apparently don't know how to defend themselves very well by most people's description. I mean, so I guess nobody ha- I guess not that many people have swords or anything, but who knows. So there's only a few people and at this point, the Pokeball is apparently brand new invention. It's only been around maybe a year at this point by the sounds of it. Yeah. And the people are, most people who have Pokemon partners, they do it through just a bond. That's how the Diamond and Pearl clans are. They don't actually capture the Pokemon. They just, they're partnered with them. Oh God, the Diamond and Pearl. What were your thoughts on the Diamond and Pearl clans and their, their stories, their feuds, whatever? It's this was one of my this is one of my bigger problems with the thing. Oh, dude, we're com- we're complete. That's a completely unpopular opinion because I'm right there with you, but I know everybody else is like, "What are you talking about?" I mean, it it kind of makes sense, but I still. Just, Do you want no... me to go first? Because you're having a yeah. hard. Okay, here's the thing. There are a couple of members that I like. I like Eerie, the, uh, like the main girl from the Pearl Clan. And I, I, I like a good amount of people from the Diamond Clan, but the head guy, Adamant, or whatever he's called, I was kind of bored by him, in being completely honest. And I don't remember the other guy's name, but the super vain person who... Do you remember oh. who I'm talking the, the tall, super vain guy with the squid head thing? I know who you're talking about there, the uh, Electrode... Uh, guardian or whatever. Exactly. Called. I thought he was going to play a much bigger role than he did, and by the time he came back at one point, I'm like, who? Oh, you! Who? But I, I don't know. I feel like hypothetical. Like, let me put it to you this way. I found the feud between the two kind of boring, and that's kind of the worst part to me. In my opinion, in my opinion, it was kind of boring. And like I've said before, annoying beats boring 99% of the time. Trust me, there's a 1% time, but that's for another video. You worded exactly what I was trying to figure out. Okay. There's no there's no showing of the conflict between the two. It's just there was conflict. It's now gone. The Galaxy Expedition team has neg- has negotiated peace or whatever. It's like and I mean it's some of the relationships so nice like the in the water area there's the two there's the couple from one person from each clan that's i kind of like that relationship that they have is yeah like, do you mean but, the guy who was like super super timid and kind of nervous and that one girl who was clearly in love with him yes i love i loved their interactions i really enjoyed meanwhile irida and adaman i don't know if i'm even pronouncing their names right Hey, I, we've talked before. I like when two friends bicker with each other or like an old married couple. This didn't feel like that. It felt like they legitimately didn't like each other, but nothing. there was like nothing clever about it. I'm just like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Exactly. They were, 
it, it's like, okay, there's the tension of a recent peace treaty of some kind or a recent negotiation of ending of hostilities, but I want to know, like, they should have, that should have been like one of your first things that's trying to, or part, or that should have been throughout the story is you trying to bring these clans together should have been part of the story rather yeah. than it just being off to the side or, okay, this happened before you got here. Yeah. And that, and it's hilarious because we say stuff like that and then people are like, oh God, there's such a couple. I'm like, I don't know. It seems like they legitimately hate each other. Or, and frankly, I don't care enough about them one way or the other, or, or because just, I don't know. I like Irida. I like her story, and she feels like a lot of pressure is kind of being put onto her, or, and she's like, doesn't really know how to handle it sometimes. So I like her interactions with you, but like, just, I, I don't know. Their interactions were some of my least favorite in the game, and that really sucks because some of my favorite things about Pokemon games are the relationships between people, not just romantically, just people interacting, but it just, it left a bad taste in my mouth. I would have really liked a story where, I mean, as I said, if they were angry at the start, pretty much like if they saw each other, they're sending their Pokemon to battle each other. And it ends where they're, they may not get along all the time, but they have a grudging respect for each other and have come to understand after the reveal that, oh, there's two different Pokemon. There's Palkia and Dialga who control time and space, but then they're under... Arceus. Yeah, and they're like, and, oh, turns out we were both right. I'm just like, oh, yeah. And that's another thing I've noticed. Look, we, we've talked before about how a lot of disasters in the Pokemon world just seem to be solved by a 10-year-old. It, it especially felt like that in this game because it felt like it's like, well, why don't you go fix it? I'm like, there's no there's no backup. Nobody's going to try and help me. In, in Diamond and Pearl, Barry shows up to help you battle against just everything that's going on. In Sword and Shield, old Hop shows up. No, Hop, right? Yes. Yeah, Hop shows up and catches the, a legendary with you. It really didn't feel like there were that many instances where people were helping you in this game. Hey, like, I would understand if it was a case of, oh, everybody's been knocked out or everybody's been, like, taken out and you have to stop it. But it just kind of felt like, oh, well, go do your thing. We'll, um stay here at the village and have potato mochi, which sounded delicious from the sounds of it. It really does. Oh, I, I hate the potato mochi guy. That was one of, that was one of the worst plot twists ever. Just, I didn't see it coming because spoiler alert, five, four, three, two. After you get kicked out of the village, there's a guy who gives you potato, the guy who gives you potato mochi for dinner after all your missions. It turns out he's a bad guy. He's going to try and stop you from basically saving the world. That's kind of it. Once you beat him, he's like, oh, well, when you save the world, I'll happily make you some more mochi. And I'm like, what was the point? You basically wasted my time with this battle for a character that I didn't really care about one way or the other and all honesty, only to have him betray you and be like, oh, no, just kidding. It's cool. Like, more. I would have liked more from this. And maybe we'll get more from the upcoming anime we're supposed to be getting out of this, but I... I I never know. I never know when it comes to Pokemon anime. That's not the main series because we've talked about that before. Yeah, this. There were a lot of twists. I guess is the best way to put it um, in this, but not all of them were great. Do you remember the Misfortune Sisters? Yes. 
Oh, you do? Well, I'm glad you did, because before I just looked them up five minutes ago, I didn't remember them. I felt like, let me put, I feel like they got done the worst in terms of, oh, well, I would have liked to have seen more from them. I feel like they showed up, caused a little bit of a nuisance, and then just put a good majority of the game. They just were not necessary. At least Team Yell, I don't love Team Yell by any stretch of the imagination, but at least they popped up enough to where I was like, okay, I acknowledge your existence. Am I off base with that? Because there was an article I just read that they're like, oh, they're the best team since Jesse James and Meowth. I'm like, what? what? No, not in my opinion. I overall enjoyed them. I could have used more of them in the story. That is correct. Um, I like how they're all kind of from different backgrounds. If I remember correctly, one's a team Gal a former Team Galaxy member, one's a Diamond Clan, one's a Pearl Clan member. Yeah. That all got disgruntled with leadership and just and chose to leave. Yeah, um, and and when now that we've said all this crap about Di the Diamond and Pearl Clans, I'm slowly starting to go over to their side now that I'm starting to think about. It. So maybe they're not that bad. Yeah, that they, they are missing from a large part of the game. They. Let's see, because they appear in the Crimson Mirelands, which is the second area. That's where you first meet them. Uh, they're in the third area, which is because they're trying to force a, the evolution of um, Growlithe to become yeah, Hisuian Growlithe. Yeah, um, I don't remember if they're in the ice area at all, and I which so I don't think they are, if, or they don't play a big enough role there. Yeah. And then they play a small role at the um, when you're when you're making getting the materials for the master ball. Yeah, and we we have skipped over a couple of members like Aresu, Arisu. Do you remember? You remember um, Mars's an ancestor, the girl who cuts your hair. Yeah, like the and, she takes over after. Yeah, everybody's favorite character. And I'm like, I mean, she's nice and everything, and. I think I like her a lot more than Mars. It's just like, well, why do people like her so much? And then they're just like, oh, because she's hot. And I'm like, yeah, all right, all right I'll, I, I will give that to you. That's that, that's fair. I mean, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I look, look, I'm trying to appease some people because we're saying a lot of unpopular stuff. But in all seriousness, I really, really enjoyed this game. But I think mm -hmm. kind of my problem is like, look, Look, Richard, Richard, in terms of Pokemon games, like, let's pretend, let's pretend you have two stories that, in your opinion, are really, really good. But what would you rather have? A really good story with a lot of dark moments or a really good story with that's kind of mixed, somewhat lighthearted, but somewhat dark? Your personal preference, what would you rather have? I would rather have the mix. There needs to be light with the dark. Exactly. And... Look, this was, story wasn't Attack on Titan levels of dark or anything, but let me put to you, I found myself very rarely laughing throughout this game. And I've said before, I kind of, before this game came out, I'm like, I hope this game has a little bit of a sense of humor. There were a couple of moments here and then, but, and a lot of people said, were saying, oh, well, it is more mature because they mentioned death a lot. Like, oh, you're going to die at this point or die at that point. But somebody tweeted something that I actually completely agree with. And I quote, People thinking this is mature is exactly why I don't trust Pokemon fans with writing a mature, darker story. Because that stuff of, alright, I'm not, I'm editing that out. That stuff is just gonna have people dying every 10 seconds and then mention death every time. To me, death is 
dark, but you don't always have to go with that. Like, if you can show somebody going through, like, a depressive episode, like, eerie, like I would have liked if Rita had shown a little bit more, like, there are a couple more quiet moments with her, like, I don't know if I'm built for this. I don't know if I can do this, rather than just simply, this, we're gonna die because of this, 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 oh, and we're kicking you out of the village. Bye. Like, I don't know. I felt like the dark moments weren't good enough just because they were dark, and I felt like there could have been more humorous moments. Like, this is Pokemon. We're allowed to laugh a little bit. Yeah. There's wide open areas where you're going pretty much between forming your camps, and it feels like that there could have been interactions with Akari in between. Like, you just run into her, and she's out exploring just like you are, because she's supposed to be part of this team, but if it's not story-related, she's pretty much nowhere to be seen. Yeah, like, when I first started playing, I thought, is she going to be, like, your rival? Because there there doesn't seem to be a Barry-type character, or or while she's kind of the assistant or whatever, so I thought, oh, maybe she kind of kind of trains you, but also towards, towards the middle, she's like, okay, you're my rival now, but she kind of doesn't do a whole lot on screen. You battle her and Pikachu a couple of times, and she kind of learns to like trust it, and it trusts her a little bit more. But I, I, I don't, I don't know. There could have been more besides her doing that weird shuffle dance th- thing, the, the that thing. And despite every time I saw it, I just started laughing. I'm like, sure, you, you do you, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think she would have been like the perfect character to bring in just a little bit of comedy, make the world feel more lived in with humans in it yeah Uh, that is something i want to bring up in a minute but after we get through the story part but i'll okay so basically you go through and you catch all a bunch of these pokemon and i i like one of the last diamond members i don't remember her name off the top of my head but the girl with the green hair who keeps making you chase her or i like i found that she was one of the comedic moments in this obviously I don't need 100% comedy, but I did feel like this is kind of lifeless sometimes, but she helped with that and her weird posing thing, whatever she was doing. I also really enjoyed her because her whole thing is like, I'm psychic, or am I? And I'm like, (laughs) you know, with this game, I don't, I'm not going to question it. And I will say, I love the puzzle area you do like right before her. Like you have to memorize the Regirock, Regice, and Registeel thing. I really enjoyed the puzzle aspect of that. I just wish there were a couple of more things in that. Like, maybe instead of going to a random shopkeeper and be like, hey, for the for like 50,000 Poke, I'll sell you this thing that helps you evolve this Pokemon. Um, have it be like, like, like puzzles in like dungeons and stuff like that. That would have been cool. Yeah, I could have seen like the, um, that, the place where you can capture unknown after you complete all of them that first where you meet the uh older lady uh who's like from the i think she's from the pearl clan and she doesn't uh the ursuline is uh the really guardian. short old lady yes i think she was the dime i i don't remember i don't remember dude. it doesn't matter yeah. but pretty much the area that you meet her at, in the post game you can capture unknown there that could have been a really cool expanded area like once you get like the piece of the puzzle back, it should have opened some sort of secret door. Like you put it in and it's like, you hear a click and something opens up and there's, it's more expansive than it should, than just one room kind of there. 
Yeah, exactly. Hey, and I guess one thing we did kind of forget to mention, even if you run out of Pokemon, all your Pokemon get knocked out, the game doesn't end there. You can still leave or run or that sort of thing. It's just Pokemon will come after you, and if you get hit too many times, you black out and you lose a good majority of your stuff. Unless, and I really like this, unless there are people around the world playing this game, and you can pick up their satchels and send it to them, and you get points for doing it. It, it reminds me a lot of the Mystery Dungeon games where if you failed, you could get a rescue team to come save you, you and basically help you get through the game. Yeah, that was kind of nice. I still don't know if I've actually had any of my items actually returned. Oh, I would. Yeah, I, I, I want to say I got knocked out like three times every time somebody returned my stuff, and which is why I always did my best to return people's stuff if it was on the way. Hey, but exactly. also another gameplay thing that we should talk about: distortions. Yes. So the distortions are pretty much these bubbles that appear after a certain amount of time has passed if you staying in one world without doing any sort of extra interactions, I, from my understanding. Um, and they provide unique Pokemon for the area, pretty much, uh, when they appear. They're always stronger than what you're currently facing, and um, usually, as I said, they're unique. I know you can get the starters through them. Uh, you can get... Uh, fossil Pokemon. A lot, of, a lot of Pikachus and Eevees on my end. That is also very true. Um, and you can get uh, like alternate forms, like Sneasel. Uh, you can get the original form and yeah. Weavile. And well. a lot of a lot of unique items like stones and the Magmarizer, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate how they took out the BS of hey, you have to trade this Pokemon. I'm like no. You have the item, get, you're set. And also, one of the things I love, you don't have to you don't have to evolve your Pokemon right away. You can there's a list of moves that you have, have, and you don't even have to level up your Pokemon to a well. You do, but you can switch out the moves whenever you feel like. So you don't have to worry about going back and getting a heart scale going to this person. I really enjoyed that. And plus, you can go to certain people and you can master these moves. You can do Agile and Strong Style. Well, like I said, the gameplay, in my opinion, is some of the best in a Pokemon game. It's just the story that kind of completely falls apart in my eyes. Especially considering, let's think about this. You get set, you, you're an ordinary person, you get sent to a different world, and you join a team of people to help up from disasters and saving people from other Pokemon. But you also have to find ways to connect each other and to the point where you also have to deal with these po these hostile Pokemon who want to attack you no matter what. But right around the time you catch them, they start being nicer. You eventually get thrown out of a village. And despite the fact that you feel might think maybe these people don't deserve to be saved, you still save them in the end. It's basically Mystery Dungeon, Colosseum slash XD, and Pokemon Ranger all combined into one, but in my opinion, just not nearly done as well. Because I, I've said before, I think the Mystery Dungeons have have the best story out of all the Pokemon games, but we haven't done reviews on those yet, so I have to hold off on that. Yeah, the gameplay is definitely where this shines because it's so unique for a Pokemon game. Yeah, I know that. I'm hoping that they do keep 
some aspects of this. I hope that Pokemon have personalities in the wild. You don't just um, run into them all the time, uh, like in Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield were fine. It was a great step forward of, okay, now you can see the Pokemon in the world. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Thought you were frozen oh, no. for a oh, second. No. I'm not, oh, no. I'm, part of me is just zoning out because we're talking about the story and I'm just not interested in it. But continue. But, yeah. So I, I feel as long as they continue with that where Pokemon, oh, okay, the, this Pokemon's weak. It's a bird Pokemon. Birds flee. If they continue that where uh, the bird Pokemon will fly away, so you have to do different techniques to either sneak up on them or whatever. I think that'll be really nice for as they continue to develop this style. Exactly. But as you get through the story, you learn more about these people, and eventually it gets to the point where you've basically calmed down all the areas, but something is still wrong. There's still a portal in the sky, and your head boss, uh, Kamado? Yeah, Commander Kamado. Yeah, he basically says, well, you this all started right around the time you showed up, so we're throwing you out. Oh, and I appreciate how it wasn't just simply everybody turning on you, like Labinton, Akari, and the, your boss. Silene. Hmm? Silene, yes. They're all basically like, we don't think you did anything wrong. And I will say, this is where, for me, when the story starts to pick up. Sure, I start thinking, yeah, this is exactly like mystery, the first Mystery Dungeon game, where you get run out of town by Gengar and everybody else. But it's it was something different. I it, There was a sense of drama to it. And you also have to go after the Guardian, the Lake Guardian Spirits. <sighs> I, this is the type of puzzle stuff that I was talking about. I didn't like all the puzzles, per se, but it... But I still enjoyed it, and then, like, once you're done, it's like, oh, okay, you're back in the village, because apparently you have news, which I'm like, the main character is a better person than I am, because I would have just been like, you know what, you're all screwed, you're all screwed, go go do this, I'm going back home. Arceus on the phone, hey, I need my lift. <laughs> hey, I need my lift. Take all my Pokemon and these three people with me, other than that, later. Come back and the world's completely destroyed, and you're like... Now I gotta oh, go God. back again. This is not. This was not a good idea. But we also we've been neglecting to kind of address the elephants in the room. Volo. Yeah. So Volo is Cynthia's ancestor, supposedly based on his looks and all that. I didn't like Volo. I kind of figured that was who you were going to. Uh, bring oh, up. No, oh no, the Diamond Clan and the Pearl Clans are probably my least favorite in terms of interactions, but Volo just... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He was weird. So, he's... I forgot what the name of the merchant group is, but he's one of the traveling merchants in the area, and even though he doesn't sell you anything, and all he does is challenge you to battle on an occasion. Um, but he's kind of just He's the Cynthia for this game. He's He shows up when you need him to progress the story, pretty much. Yep, he's the Cynthia. He's blonde. He shows up when you, he, when you need his help the most. And way too many people on the internet are obsessed with him, which uh, that admittedly that might have had something to do with it. But I don't know. It feels like it, he was the one character who actually got something. And at least if you 
play the game enough, while everybody else was just kind of, like, sitting on the sidelines. And I'm like, why is this character of all people the one getting the spotlight? And, of course, we learned at the end why that was. Yes, yeah, so... Spoiler alert again, five. Well, this is, this whole video was full of spoilers, dude. I know, but this is, like, like an actual major thing. Right. At the very end of the game, and, I mean, this is end of post-game, it turns out that he's uh, obsessed with Arceus and is planning pretty much to do what Cyrus did, uh, was planning to do. So he tries to summon, uh, he tries to have you summon Arceus and then uh, destroy the world and ends up summoning Gir Giratina by mistake. And it's just... That stuff never seems to go well. It's like, oh, I'm going to have this ultimate power and summon this thing. Oh, I screwed up. You think so? Gee same timeline different different timeline same crap i don't i don't get it i i don't this is why people should listen to me more yeah and he's part of the post-game boss rush so you face his entire team which is i get it's pretty much cynthia's team it's all those pokemon then you have to face both of giratina's forms in back-to-back -back, uh thing or battles where he's kind of acting as the trainer he's just standing there kind of menacingly shouting go giratina kill them <sighs> yeah but ultimately the game does not end with you being dead at least it didn't on my copy maybe i got the wrong one no but uh i did actually struggle with his fight but that was because i hadn't been using the um grit pebbles and stuff so my pokemon were only like the world like level three on everything i never like upgraded them past that oh i, didn't need I, to upgrade, all, I upgrade all of my stuff um, i guess we should talk about poke the pokemon themselves more a lot of them had hisuian forms like different forms mm -hmm. and overall they were kind of hit or miss for me like i love like i know it's not a hisuian form necessarily but cleaver i really liked arcanine and growlith i really really liked the rest of them were like all right, like, they're okay. I liked Voltorb. I liked it having eyebrows. Yeah, I liked it just because it was happy. Like, Voltorb deserves to be happy. Yeah. Um, Basculegion and Basculin were kind of interesting. Yeah, I like, I, but I'm just going to say this. The starters were kind of unexpected for me because, as I, I, and I'm going to tell on a friend here, here I, I did my best to avoid, like, spoilers in terms of what the stars were going to be. I did my best to just avoid all of that. And I messaged my friend Dwight, and I said, hey, dude, are you ready for tomorrow when these games come out? It's like, yeah, I can't wait to have my fire and ghost post starter. I'm like, dude, come on! But, but here's the thing. Hey, we, we've talked before. The Johto starters kind of just have their basic things. It's like, Grass, water, fire. But Typhlosion, in, in Hisuia form, is a fire and ghost type, which I admittedly, even with besides the spoiler, I would not have guessed that. And it's um kind of weird looking. Its face is kind of weird looking. I think it's kind of dopey looking is the best word I think for it. Yeah, and considering how scary Typhlosion could look to some people, it, I, I do kind of like the contradiction of it. Desiadu looks... Um, well, what were you, I guess you should talk about your thoughts on the new Desiadu. So, it, 
it takes very much inspiration from um, the I forgot what they're actually called. It's the Straw Hat Samurai because it's yeah. got the it's got its feathers that form kind of a straw looking hat, and it goes from firing arrows to more along the lines of using a leaf blade style uh, thing. It does still fire fire arrows, but they're now fighting type instead it, of. Is it grass and fighting? Yeah. Yeah, and then Samurai, and I'm going to be honest, uh, like, Samurai's wasn't my favorite. People seem to really like it, though. I I know. We have so many unpopular opinions on this. Like, I feel bad, but at the same time, I don't, because there are opinions. We're not saying they're right or wrong. They're just our opinions. I feel that, of them, that one's... I thought, like, okay, this looks like it's its shiny form. Okay, all right, yeah. Because it doesn't... The others change... uh, Maybe not that much. Decidui of the three, in my opinion, changes the most, just because it gets the hat, its wings are a lot shorter. Semarot, I think its horn becomes curved instead of straight. Yeah. and And it turns black. And Typhlosion, really all it does is turn a bit like it turns more purple rather than the bluish green and it's it's fires purple yeah yeah and now i'm not saying like let me put this way i don't outright hate any of these horns but some i do prefer the original for at least yes you do the jury's still out on the other ones plus it's i i I, plus they, they do the weird thing at the end of the game where it's like oh well you did a really good job so we're gonna give you the other two starters okay kind of figured i'd go out and catch them or something like that but hey what are you gonna do which you can do if you do the distortions in the post game but i mean you're given them and you can level them up and and complete the pokedex with the ones that you have use aqua jet this many times which i do like it wasn't just catch this pokemon it's use this move this many times have it used strong style or agile style this many times, like that sort of thing. It made it so, even though I was really dumb at first, I'm like, oh, you have to fill each and every single one of these? Like, no, just get it to 10 and you're good. I'm like, oh, thank God. That would have made this game way too long. But like I said, the mechanics of like seeing, like I might say that might be one of my favorite, my favorite part about this game. Just you catch the Pokemon, but you still have to like observe it and report your findings. They did a really, really good job with that. I'd like to think that they continue this type of thing in other games, in like the main series games, for people who wouldn't want to just do gym battles or that sort of thing, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, I think if they're going to do, if they're going to continue this one, which I think this is one of their best-selling games in history already, um, if they continue like a Legends series that's just, it's its own thing, which I know some people are really fans of, other people want other series. I know you want uh, Mystery Dungeon and Rangers to get new games. But, you remembered. Or at least, but I know a lot of people want this to continue and go to different regions and see uh, you complete the Pokedex and this be its own style of game that's off on its own. I mean, they have enough money they could just please all of us and do all of it, but that is... No. No, they really could, because... I mean, there are people who still love the uh, Colosseum and XD Gale of Darkness because of their unique uh, system of battling and only doing double battles. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, and I, I will say one thing. You want to know what I, I thought about something while I was playing that would have made you so happy, that might have made you happy, because they were thinking the whole time, oh, well, we don't trust Pokemon anymore. We can't trust Pokemon right now. And I really thought to myself, you know, if this was a Panto oh, instead of Sinnoh, you know at one point they would have said, oh, well, we had this war a couple of years ago, so we can't trust Pokemon right now. Oh, see, it writes, it, it writes itself. It writes itself at this point. Um, they could have done something like that. It's kind of what's hinted at either with uh, Commander Kamo or whatever his name is. Yeah, um, with, right, like right after he judo throws you <laughs> the first time you meet him. Yeah, it's supposed to be like either Pokemon attacked his village or some people who controlled Pokemon attacked his village and killed his family and that's why he fled. There's there's a whole bunch of theories because he doesn't have any seem to have anyone in the village uh, yeah. that's like with him. Yeah, I know I've said there are times you should be you should leave the interpretation up to the audience, but that's I don't the the like that's kind of my issue. They give us too much to work with in terms of that. Uh, like I will say though, it definitely felt like you were changing people. Like you mm-hmm. like you got to change people's perceptions. Like they they even tease it towards the end because Akar like we, we talked about Akari kind of is dismissive of you doesn't really want you around but once you come back the professor's like oh god out of everybody she was the most worried about you she's like no no I what I wasn't it was you and I, I appreciate I appreciated that but like I said it would have been nice if we gotten more stuff like that like that. And and no, I'm not gonna get into the whole rabbit hole of are these Lucas and Dawn's ancestors because that gets it gets a little creepy if you start to think about it for more than five minutes. Yep. So one thing I wanted to bring up was oh, no. we've kind of talked about it a little bit with um, the po- the world doesn't feel completely full. No, um, it does not. Not no. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because I that was in the back of my mind for so long. So we've mentioned that. It would be nice if you saw, like, okay, they need to have a static Professor Laventon at all the camps, but maybe if you saw him just like on the outskirts of camp and he was moving around, not just standing perfectly still, that would be interesting. You should see Akari traveling around. I mean, you can see the, um, unf- what, what's their, the sisters? Uh, Oh, God, you're making... Misfortune, Misfortune Sisters. I was about to say, it's not a good sign for their characters if we keep forgetting their names. That that might be a point for me. But you see them on an occasion out in the world, and they challenge you to a battle, you kick their butt, they give you four um, nuggets after beating them. Um, So if there was just more of that, and they have this this kind of standard NPCs standing around that are supposed to be like your security or other members of your survey team, but they don't, like they always just give you the, hey, if you pick up this leak thing, then you can make medicine with this. Or it's like, hey, do this side quest. I'm not going to lie. I kind of got sick of doing side quests at some point. I just, I, I was just like, okay, like, what do I get out of this? I'm, I'm all, then again, there's no reason not to do them because mostly it's, Oh well, get Machoke's Pokedex entry. Like you're probably already going to do that, so mm-hmm. that's the worst part. You feel obligated to do these, but there's not that much of a reward for doing them. 
Some of them have really nice rewards. Um, some of them. The, especially towards the end of the game when you get the ones that are like, here's three comet shards for completing this Pokedex entry. It's like, okay, that's worth it. But if you miss one, like I missed the photography ones at the, um, uh, because I didn't go in the studio until the post game. And I I completed them at the the end. I did complete them, but at that point, they're not worth doing anymore because they're the items you can either craft or are really cheap at the store for you. It's just, yeah. Yeah, and, and that, that uh, along with that, I guess my I guess my thing is, and they they've since added updates to kind of make things more interesting. There aren't there are a lot of things you do, but not a lot of them completely matter. Now, don't get me wrong; sometimes it's just fun to do stuff, but there's not a lot of stuff that has like long term impacts or anything. Also, fun fact, I forgot where I lived for a minute. Like, every time I tried finding my house, it took me 20 minutes to find where I was supposed to live. I'm like, oh, here. Because I kept breaking into other people's houses. I'm like, nope, can't sleep here, can't sleep here, can't sleep here. And I kept thinking to myself, this one. And I kept thinking to myself, you know, they talk about the dangers and stuff. Where are Kari's parents? That's true. The other half of this, though, is... Once you know where the Pokemon spawn, the world can keep, feels kind of empty of Pokemon as well exactly. because they don't move around enough. I understand that they have a certain point that they have to spawn. That's just how programming works. But maybe they should have had more, like five times as many, but only like one-fifth of them are active as at a time so that Pokemon just sort of spawn in different places. So if I run up the hill, I don't want to just see uh, Bidoof every single time I run up the first hill. It's like, okay, maybe there's um, uh, 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 Shanks at the start of the hill or something, or you run up and there's and Starly fly away or something. So just something different or allow different things to spawn in slightly different spots. Yeah, that, that's, that sort of thing. Thing. And uh, like it, it sounds like we've been complaining a lot, but I've we've mainly been, and it's mainly on my end about the story. I said before, the, a lot of the gameplay should be implemented in regular main series Pokemon mm-hmm. games. A lot of the gameplay is some of the best stuff I've seen in a very long time, which kept me playing this game for hours upon hours on end. It's just a story where things kind of fall apart for me. Especially the kind of ironic thing where the Pokemon anime, everybody got mad at Paul for catching Pokemon, realizing they weren't that strong, and releasing them. Meanwhile, that's the point of what we're supposed to be doing. Like, it's weird. Maybe maybe Paul was the good guy the whole time. I mean, it kind of makes sense because the whole goal is that you're creating the f- first Pokedex of this area. Oh, I know. But... I know. That was more of a joke than anything, but still. I, know. I just like the idea of Paul being the good guy and Ash being the villain. <laughs> like that kid, like that loser nerd from the Karate Kid movies. Like, he's the villain of that. Of course. But, um, let's see. How did you feel about the easy access to shiny Pokemon in this? I mean, 
I know you're not a big shiny hunter, but what easy access? What easy access? I only saw one shiny Pokemon my whole time playing, and I, I, and one of my Pokemon knocked it out. So I don't have anything to say on that. Okay, because I've got two full boxes of shiny Pokemon that I've caught in this game. I hate you. I mean, but I've played it by the sounds of it a lot more than you have, just due to timing. I, I play it when I've got free time bef- uh, after work, usually for like an hour or two, and then go to bed. So. Oh well, I've also been playing WWE Two K Twenty Two, and it's really good. But I can't. But that's not a video. <laughs> we technically talk about wrestling, but we're not going to make videos on it. Maybe. We ever get a gaming channel? Maybe then, but hey, no. If the WWE ever does that anime that they've announced, we're going to be talking about. It. Or it could just be me. But regardless, <laughs> it's uh, a lot of nitpicks and some legitimate criticisms aside. Legends Arceus is kind of a must play. The gameplay is really solid, and yes, I know the graphics aren't perfect, but I that's not enough for me. I still enjoyed the gameplay. A majority of the characters I thoroughly enjoy. Like, the customization's cool, a lot of the new moves and the strong... And there's a level of difficulty to it that's not in a lot of Pokemon games. Sure, no, difficulty isn't all... There's, a, there's good difficulty and there's bad difficulty, but for the most part, this is good difficulty. A couple of missteps aside. Yeah, this is... I wouldn't necessarily... This is the first game I would want my kid to play if I was trying to get them into Pokemon. Just because there's no, as we kind of both agree, the story's not the best. And if I was four years old, five years old, six years old, and this is supposed to be my first game, I might struggle trying to understand what's going on, what my next goal is, especially if I forgot to set like the map marker on this game, because there's so much to explore in these games. Yeah, and not not not, not to mention, just like I've said, and I would have preferred if the story took itself a little less seriously. Look, I, especially because, and maybe we'll talk about it at some point, but in XD Gale of Darkness, there's the, there's the Hexagon Brothers, and they're one of the funniest parts of the whole old game, primarily because they seemingly don't know how to count. Like, like even, a sto- like I said, you can have a deep, dark story, but... You have to give me some. You have to give me a little bit of everything. You can't just make the story. It felt humorless sometimes and kind of empty. But overall, oh, in terms of buy it, rent it, or I guess rent it, or just skip it. This is definitely a buy. I, I, I still, I still agree with people in saying this is a huge step forward. I really enjoy this. I just don't think I like it as much as Mystery Dungeon because Mystery Dungeon, in my opinion, just is a really good set of games. That w- Gates of Infinity, withstanding, but whatever, w- whatever that Super Three DS one, the DS one with Unova starters or whatever it was, I don't remember. Yeah, this is this is progress. Uh, um, I'm waiting. I want to see what the story is. Um, for Scarlet and Violet, that's the next games that are coming out. Because oh, this is this is officially the first supposedly fully open world games we're getting in is going to be Scarlet and Violet. Oh, this was a good yeah. transition because there were different areas, but it felt very open world ish in this game. Yeah, but as we've talked about, just because something open world is open the world does not mean it's necessarily going to be good. 
Plus, when you look at the outfits of the trainers, I, I my my hopes are already pretty low. Like, the, like your character looks terrible in those games. I just can't wait to drop out of school and get out of that uniform and put on whatever I can actually buy because I'm hoping there's still customization. Especially considering, like, people have had theories that at, that after Gen Eight, Ash is going to go be a teacher. I would only get out of that class as fast as possible because I don't think he can teach me anything. Maybe about Pikachu, but that's because he's had Pikachu for, like, ever. I could just go back to this, to Legends Arceus, and have Akari teach me about Pikachu. That's probably true, she, but... <laughs> she is far more hilarious than he is. But... Tell us some of your opinions. I mean, again, we... We've sounded like we bashed on this a lot. I've got like over a hundred hours in this game. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Just picking this game up after, because, as some of you don't know, when I play a new game, I also like to take a little bit of a break from it to really like because I don't just want to say good things about. I want to really like take a break from it and really digest what I was doing. But when we start talking about the gameplay again, I just remembered how much fun it was. I remember how much I loved Laventent and Akari and you know her name. Uh, Silene. Yeah, I remember how much I enjoyed their interactions with her freaking out over a cute little Wurmple and telling him, get it out, get it out of here. I'm like, but it's so cute. I just want to hug it. It, it. There's so much about this game that is like groundbreaking and interesting and cool. There's just a lot about it to me that's just kind of boring. And like I've said, annoying beats boring 99% of the time. I'm Trust me, there's a there's a book. Trust me, my least favorite Pokemon movie of all time is not necessarily, is more annoying than boring, but it's still my least favorite, and uh, I, uh, I don't know if I can talk about it on the channel. I don't, I don't have the strength to do that. Yeah, and I mean, that was my favorite part of this entire game was, okay, I found a new Pokemon. Now I've got to figure out, can I walk up to it? Is it going to attack me? Is it going to run away? what is it's going to be its interaction and then figuring out the best strategy to actually catch this one for to start my pokedex entry on it so that was one of my favorite elements of this game exactly so this was a really fun flawed game and i think it's safe to say it's flawed that's not the craziest thing to say but what do you guys think did you love the gameplay did you hate it did you love the story did you hate it it just what are your thoughts odds and we sounded negative but we both had a lot of positive things to say about this game so please let us know and hopefully we can get we can do other generations of games like we're like maybe we like we can do red blue and yellow and gold silver crystal all those sorts of thing, things we're probably never going to review trat jose but like there's like i don't know anybody who's asking for that yeah and I mean, what was your favorite part? I mean, we've talked about our favorites. Tell us what your favorites were in the comments below. Yeah, that's right. All right. Hey, but let us know. Have some potato mochi. Hang out with your best friend, Akari or Ray, whoever. And we will see you guys next time. This has been Alex. And Richard. And you've been listening to the anime Egotists. Good night. And peace easy.